Hello, and welcome back to the Keeping It Real Estate with Chris Bober podcast. I'm Chris Bober, and together my wife Jennifer and I form Team Bober at Nebraska Realty, where our mission is to educate and empower our clients to make great real estate decisions. We provide authentic hospitality to help you make your move in 2022. And as a reminder, if you're listening to this on a podcast, be sure to subscribe to our, our podcast so that you get notified every time we do drop a new episode. If you're watching this on YouTube, click the little red button down there to subscribe to our channel and and click the bell for notifications and whichever social media you're listening to or seeing this video on, please subscribe, like our page, follow, retweet, all that fun stuff, comment, send us questions. We'd love to hear back from you. Um, but today on the Keeping a Real Estate with Chris Wilber podcast, we are joined by Brad Dombrowski from First National Bank of Omaha. And Brad is a guy that we I've worked with several times um, just really like how he does business. Brad, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Happy to be here. That's awesome. T tell me, um, you're over at First National. Um, tell me a little bit about how you, you know, kind of got into the business and what you're doing now. Yeah, so I stumbled into the business back in 2002. So it's been now 20 years that I've been it. Uh, I've been a loan officer, a broker, a sales manager, uh, ran my own company for about seven years in Chicago. And I realized that uh, there's a lot less stress when you just have to worry about your own business and your own uh, production. So I've been an originator back for about eight years now. Uh, I specialize in all sorts of residential lending, new construction, bridge loans, home equity loans, anything house related when it comes to money. That's what we do. Uh, I lend in about 14 states, uh, soon to be national lending. So um, basically, I tell people I'm their money guy and we've got products for you, basically. Oh man, the loan officer is so key uh, on the real estate side, the realtor side. We rely really heavily on the lender be, being able to do what they say they're going to do and getting things mm -hmm. done on time. So such a huge part of a real estate transaction. And, you know, I kind of got to know Brad a little bit through a, a system that we, we both use. It's, it's called Brian Buffini's Working by Referral System. It's a system that I've used now for seven or eight years. I actually teach classes at Nebraska Realty. Um, their pathway to mastery classes. So I help pass on the knowledge I've learned. And then of course, what Buffini uses, but um, it's a system where we work almost exclusively by referral. And, and what that means is that instead of cold calling and taking out advertisements and bus benches and billboards, and we might do a little of that here and there, but what, the way we really run our business is by doing a great job for our clients and really pouring ourselves into our best people. Uh, we take care of them. We give them gifts. We write them notes. We have parties. And in doing that, we just rely on our, our best people, our past clients, our friends and family to, to send us referrals. And it's a great system. Instead of getting on the phone all day and getting hung up on 99% of the time, you know, we talk to the people we know and like, and we get them to trust us and, and they trust us to send us their business. Um, Brad, you know, it's, it's worked great for me. I, I know we, we collaborate on some pot buys, but um, what's that system kind of done for you and your business? Yeah, very similar to what you just said. You know, at the end of the day, I think it's real estate mortgage. It's, it needs to be treated more of a relationship transaction, not a transaction, a one-time deal. And so really what it forces you to do to build a, a common relationship with your clients, keep up with your database, birthdays, special events throughout the year to check in, say hello, maybe do a little pop five, a little something, just to make sure you know that they're thinking of, you know, you're thinking of the clients and um, it, it's, it's become a little bit more popular, I think, over the years, but there's still a heck of a lot of people in our industry that don't really do anything. So um, it is always well received and it really helps you keep a good relationship with your past clients for sure. 
Yeah, it's, it's just amazing that the people you take care of, they, they do send you referrals. They think about you when anyone talks about buying or selling a home. Um, and I think that's what's going to help guys like us last into this upcoming change, right? The market's so hot right now. And, yeah. you know, the relationships are going to keep us steadily busy and keep us in business and doing well. I, I know on your side, on the mortgage side, it's the same way. Yeah, you know, I mean, I've always said for 20 years, people do business with people they know, like, and trust, right? Mm -hmm. And so, if you can keep those and nurture those old relationships when if they had a great experience with you and they have a friend or family or coworker that's needing that same type of a transaction and you're top of mind because you're checking in and making sure everything's going great with them there's a good chance you're going to get an opportunity to speak to some other people that they think could appreciate you know the experience that they had so that's that's what we do and that's i love it man it's, it's all about providing value and uh, of course one of our missions uh, just because i believe in it is to educate and empower our clients, right? I want to help them make the best decisions. I always say, you know, I'm a whole football player, right? So I was never the quarterback. I was the center. I was the guy that snapped the ball and cleared a path for the quarterback, kept him clean. And when I sit down with clients, that's what I tell them. I'm not here to make your decisions. I'm here to, to give you the best options and get you to where you want to go. Um, yep. And in the spirit of educating and empowering our clients, um, the reason I'm bringing you on today is Brad loves to share information with, you know, Real estate agents, realtors like us, we're, we're your customers, right? That's where a lot of your business comes from. And so he loves to share information just like I do. And he sent an email out recently. It's called, are your sellers afraid to list due to the buy, due to buying with the current inventory? And that's an issue we are running into all the time. And I try to give these people options of, you know, you can sell your house and buy, buy later. You can find a temporary solution. You can ask for extended closing. But you have an option that is really interesting and something that really isn't talked about, I don't think enough. It's called recasting your loan. So first first of all, tell us what is recasting your loan, and then we'll talk about how it might fit um, for buyers and sellers. Yeah, so well, the first thing is, Chris, the reason why you don't hear a lot about it is it's not a well-known product because it's not offered by a lot of places. So the mm -hmm. first and most important piece to being able to recast your loan is you have to be working with a lender that is going to retain and service your loan. And as you may or may not know, or for those listening or watching, majority of lenders, once that loan is closed, they actually make a little more money by then just selling it off to another mm -hmm. investor. If you've experienced that, maybe you close on a loan with ABC Mortgage, and then you get a letter a month later saying, hey, we're now your new mortgage lender. And then maybe six months later, you get another lender. Mm -hmm. um, we retain that here at First National Bank. And so, the first thing is you, as a bank, to offer this product, you have to retain it to make changes or re-amortize your loan. Um, and essentially what a recast is, we, I've been doing recast now for about eight years. It, it, in the past, it's been done for a little bit of different circumstances, which we'll talk about. But what, allow, what the recast allows you to do as a homeowner is at any time throughout the transaction of owning that home, having a mortgage, it could be one month, it could be one year, it could be 10 years after you've held that loan, you can reach out to us and you could say, hey, I'm sitting on a nest egg of 10,000, 20,000, 200,000. And you can apply that towards the loan and you can elect to lower your payment based on that new lower balance. Now, the way it normally works in the mortgage business, if I've just got my hands on $100,000 and I wanna pay down my loan, it does save interest, it does lower my balance, but the payment doesn't change sure. because in the mortgage world, typically the only way you can change a payment is by refinancing mm -hmm. and redoing a whole new note. The recast avoids the refinance. 
So the recast allows you to, and by the way, to be eligible for a recast, you have to make at least a $5,000 principal only payment. Okay. Typically it doesn't make sense to do it if it's less than 5,000 because your payment's not gonna change by more than 20 bucks. But essentially what it allows you to do is it gives you some cash flow flexibility. Um, in the example that you're mentioning, if somebody's having a hard time, they're nervous about listing their house because they're thinking, well, first of all, all the money that I have to purchase that, that next house is tied up in the equity of my existing home that I'm trying to sell, right? Yeah, because that's, that's like the way you're, 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 you're thought, taught to do it, right? right Pay right. down your house, you know, that's kind of your nest egg, and then take that money and get into a nicer house or even downsize or whatever. Correct, correct. So what happens is a lot of people say, well, hey, I'm ready to move up or move down, but all the money that I have for the down payment is tied up in the equity of my existing home. And then they're a little nervous in some cases that, number one, they might sell their current house a little too quickly and not have a place to go, or they might find what they want. And if they write a contingency offer to sell their existing home, that mm -hmm. those may not get accepted in this crazy environment that we've had this year. They don't even get um, Right, exactly. So this just creates flexibility. Here's high level how it works. Um, you, you as a buyer could find a new home and let's say you put the minimum down. Let's say it's 5% down. You might be sitting on $200,000 of equity of your existing home, but you can't truly access all of that until it's sold. There are some products we can talk about that you can pull out some of it, but not all of it. So what the recast does is it allows you to close on the home with maybe using some of your savings or money you may have used elsewhere. And then once you sell your existing home, you take all of those leftover proceeds, if that's what you're choosing to do, apply it towards the new loan. And then we can recalculate a new lower payment. So it's not a refinance. It's basically a $250 fee. We're keeping the rate the same. We're keeping the term the same. But effectively, you're able to lower your monthly payment now that you have a much lower balance. So high level, that's kind of how it works. Um, prior to this crazy market that we're experiencing right now as we record this, I've had a lot of commission-based um, clients yeah. that maybe they get a year-end bonus. And it's a hefty one. And they love this because they'll call me once a year and say, hey, I've got a $75,000 amount that I'd like to pay down towards my loan. And I'd like to lower my payment because they want that extra cash flow. So it's a flexibility play. It's a cash flow play. And we're doing a lot of them right now. So a couple of questions I have is yeah. number, number one, let's just say it's a year into your mortgage, right? And you want to make, you want to recast it. Does yep. that then start again like a, a 30 year note or does it just continue on and just lower the payment? How, how does that work? Yeah, great question. So the recast freezes the amortization. So let's use your example. You've been in the home for a year. Maybe you inherited some money. Maybe you got a large bonus or commission, or maybe you sold another piece of real estate. If you were to do the recast and you were one year in on a 30 year note, 29 years left, the the term will remain intact you will still be on a 29 year term if you were at a rate of four percent whatever you were at that rate will remain the same effectively all we are doing is lowering the monthly payment because what we're doing is we're re-amortizing that loan now that we have a lower balance yeah right? so you basically are going to take um and whatever's left on the term you're going to re-amortize over that that period and uh, for those that are listening, re-amortizing, basically when you, when you get a mortgage, and I'm sure you have a great explanation of this too, but every month you're going to make the same payment, but every month that payment 
from the mortgage or the bank side is going to be principal and interest and of course taxes and insurance but the principal in the beginning you're paying down look very little principal you're paying a lot of interest of that payments interest and it keeps going down and you start paying off more principal and less interest as time goes on so you know it it wouldn't it'd be just a uh, refinance if you if you added 30 years to it so this is kind of a benefit in that is because you're paying the principal down then all of a sudden they're they're same term it's like going from a 30 to a 15 year mortgage but it's going to be whatever the time frame is correct correct and the one thing that i want to mention is the recast is only available on a conventional loan so if somebody has an fha loan or somebody has a va loan the recast option is not an option that they those two investors don't allow you to re-amortize a loan at all you have to refinance to do that um and i'll point out something because some people do bring this up the nice thing about the re-amortization is number one it's painless there's not a bunch of paperwork like a refinance you're not going through a lot of costs it's 250 bucks and your rate stays the same however if you're watching this video in the, in the future and if rates are lower than where you currently are sitting Sometimes a recast doesn't make sense. Sometimes you'll want to refinance because you can bring yeah. that money to closing. You might get a lower rate, but you know we're assuming rates are going to keep going up and not necessarily go back down in the near future. Yeah, I mean we're still at historic lows for that. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminds me of um, you know in the NFL, right? They give them a signing bonus and they have to prorate it over a certain period of time, um, or they can give it to that in, in, in salary, which is just used up in the salary cap that year. So. Um, Another question I have is, um, how many times can you do this on a, on a loan? It's unlimited. So here's what I tell my clients. It does cost $250 every time you do the recast. So if you thought, let's say you got your hands on $50,000 for you know however you got it. And let's say you know that you're getting another $30,000 within six months. I recommend hold that money and do it all at one time. Um, no sense in paying $250 several times over. But again, I have clients that get large bonuses every year and they want to keep the payment the same, but still, or they want to lower the payment, but keep the term the same and they'll do it annually. So there's not a, there's no limit. Just know that it's a $250 fee to do it. And so you want to just be smart about how you go about doing that from a timing standpoint. Okay. Now the last question I have, and it's a, it's a big one because I have clients in this situation right now, right? Okay. Um, they're, they're looking at houses on the market. Their house is going to sell in a second, but they're just nervous about finding the next house. So how, tell me about how can you qualify to, to be in a situation where you own a home with a lot of equity, you have a little cash saved up, but you want to get up, you don't want to sell your house and be homeless. So tell me about the qualification process for a situation like that. Yeah. Great question. So first let's make this really clear. Cause a lot of people ask this question. When you, when you elect to buy first with a little bit of money down and then sell later because of the timing or the market, when we underwrite your loan, we are qualifying you for both mortgages, right? Mm -hmm. So at the time of closing, if you haven't sold and closed your existing home, or we'll call that your departure residence, and you're closing on your new home, we do have to qualify you on the both payments. Now, perfect mm -hmm. world, you're not going to make two payments. We'll talk about that here in a moment. But... So the recast, it's, it doesn't, buying first and selling later doesn't work for everybody because to be honest, some people don't have an income to support that. Yeah. Um, you know, that's where I come in. I run the numbers. I make sure that they know their options before they get too far along to say, oh, let's do that recast idea only to find out that they don't qualify for it. So 
high level, we need to make sure that they qualify for both. But here's a couple secrets um, that people don't always know about the mortgage business. So let's pretend for a minute that you write an offer today, it's March 4th, and you decide you want to close on April 15th on a new home. If you close on April 15th on a new property, that first mortgage payment isn't going to be due until June. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what I tell my clients is, look, if you're going to do this buy first, sell later because of the market conditions, technically, as long as you have your current home sold by June, in the example I just gave, you're not going to have two mortgage payments, right? That is a common conversation. Clients will say, well, wait a minute. I don't want to have to make two mortgage payments. And, you know, full disclosure, there is a risk there that yeah. there is a chance. I mean, nobody knows what the market's going to do. In current market conditions, it's rare that you would list a house at a at a price, let's say, under five hundred thousand, and that it wouldn't sell pretty quickly. Um, but you know, I we will educate the client to make sure they understand how all the features work. But at the end of the day, it it I've had many clients that probably wouldn't have been able to buy that next dream home if they didn't know this was an option. They qualified for both. They they always sold their existing home quick enough. So they didn't get stuck with a double payment. But yeah, we do underwrite to make sure they qualify for both. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if I heard you right, when you do go get a pre-qualification or pre-approval um, and your house hasn't sold, the, you either have to qualify for the current mortgage and then what would be the new mortgage. Correct. Or it's going to be your letter is going to say conditional upon you selling your residence on there. Right? That's correct. And, and as you know, Chris, in this market – writing an offer with a contingency to sell your existing home. I mean, I, I always tell people, I'm not saying it's not possible, but most likely you'll have some competition if you're writing an oh, offer on, on a decent yeah. home. And they're, a seller is not, you know, if they could avoid it, they don't want a contingent offer, right? They don't want to have to wait. So that's another perk about this is it allows you to write a stronger offer. Mm -hmm. You're not doing a contingency to sell. And that hopefully is giving you a better chance of getting that offer accepted for the new home you like. Yeah, so this is this this is probably for the better, the more qualified of buyers out there. Um, if you're taking every cent from there and you're you're barely getting into the next house, it's probably not going to work for those kind of people. It's probably people who have a good amount of equity and then could, and then you know good enough cash on hand and less debt to qualify for a rate even higher than what they're going to purchase. Um, yep. So so it doesn't work for everyone, but yep. I got a couple of clients right now. I think this would be a perfect option and, and it's hard because they're scared to, to be homeless basically. Right. And um, so you're saying that you can write a non an offer that's isn't contingent on your home selling. Cause you, you can put them in the next home, even if their home hasn't closed and then they can recast that money and they can get into the mortgage that they had anticipated and they just go right along. Right. So in the short term, they may have a little bit of a higher payment on that new mortgage, assuming they only put a minimum down. So obviously, mm -hmm. this is all part of the review process. Um, we run numbers to show them what's the short term payment before the recast, what's the payment after the recast, explain so that everyone, you know, obviously, at the end of the day, I want to make sure people understand the numbers so that they're comfortable with it. But here's something to be aware of, and, and you would know this, Chris, but some of the listeners uh, may not. So some people will come to us and say, hey, listen, I have nothing saved. I have access to no money to buy a new home unless I sell my existing house. Well, the recast wouldn't be helpful because they still don't have money for the down payment, right? Which is typically a 5% minimum down. There are features that we can use that can basically penetrate the existing equity of the current home, such as a home equity loan or a bridge loan, where you could pull out some or enough equity 
So at least they have down payment for the next home in that short term. So there's always options. Not everybody qualifies, as you mentioned. Um, and some people actually, this is a good story. I have a client that doesn't have a house to sell. They're buying a home that in their opinion might be a little more than they really wanted, but the grandparents recently passed away and they know they're inheriting a pretty large amount of money within the next 12 to 24 months. And they realize, you know what, we can stomach the payment a little higher for the short term, but we know once we apply that large lump sum, do the recast, mm. our payment's going to be much more affordable. So it's just about, you know, as you know, you know, we, we, we educate and we communicate with our clients to see what's a good fit. And this is just another feather in their cap to hopefully take advantage of um, as they need it. That, that's that's awesome. I tell you what, um, this is why I love working with good people like Brad, because there's so many uh, details of this, just like um, Brad likes working with realtors like us, because we know every aspect of the market and how to communicate and how to um, help with the transaction and stuff. I, I just want to put your voice out there as to what a lender like you can do. You know, my, my, my biggest theory is I'm not going to be an expert in lending because I, I don't do it. So I send them to people like sure. you. So um, that's that's awesome. Tons of information here. Um, I will provide um, Brad has some some illustrations that he's going to get. They're going to send me and I'm going to share those too, just as for some graphics. So you can kind of visually see how this works. And then, of course, I'm going to include all Brad's information. If you ever want to talk to talk to him about financing. Um, about what they do and what your options are. Gr a great lender like Brad at First National is is such a valuable tool. So, um, Brad, thank you so much for coming on. Um, we're going to share this everywhere. We'll share information, and hopefully, we can continue to educate the public. I think there's this negative perception that oh my gosh, everything's so bad right now for buying, but realistically, we're still in a historically low um, interest rate market. Money's still good, so. Real estate is still a really good investment. Even if you're paying a little bit more, over time, real estate is an awesome investment. So you shouldn't shy away from it just because, you know, it's going to be a little bit more tedious to get a house. Yeah. I mean, the reality is appreciation is one of the most hidden, uh, you know, glorified ways of being very successful in, in, in our times. And if you read books or you listen to podcasts, things like this, it's very rare that you come across an extremely successful person, millionaire, billionaire, call them what you want that isn't invested in real estate. You know, there's ebbs and flows like everything, but at the end of the day, real estate is a phenomenal investment, specifically on the long term. There's tons of advantages of it. So um, yeah, and I'm always happy to help questions anytime. Great. I mean, even Vito Corleone in The Godfather was really heavily invested in real estate, right? So <laughs> it's a great investment for anyone out there. So um, that's going to kind of wrap it up for us today. And again, as a reminder, if you're listening to this on your podcast, device, just click the subscribe button so you can stay up to date with every new episode. Of course, social media, YouTube, um, like our page, sign up for notifications, send us comments. And wherever you're seeing this or listening to it, we will provide information so you can reach out to both Team Bober and Brad over at First National Bank. So Brad, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. And I can't wait to, to do our next deal together. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This was fun.